hello 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 and welcome back to another episode of shamelessly unapologetic with me your host alana pinsky so i literally just got out of class and i am so fried i know last week i said that i wanted to try recording on mondays now and yesterday i was not able to do that so i was really annoyed because i fell behind with editing a video and it basically took a good chunk of my day And then I had other things that I had to do. And after everything was done, I was too fried and I had no energy. I was able to at least make my script, but I wanted to at least get the recording done. And it didn't happen. So I'm really disappointed in myself. So I'm really hoping that doesn't happen next week. So I don't lose my goddamn mind and feel so overwhelmed and stressed out when it comes to balancing content on top of my part-time job and school. So I wanted to make a whole episode about unapologetically being ready for fall. I know how silly that sounds, but I am starting to get really excited for fall. It's only just a couple of weeks away. And I will say in my household, that is when fall starts. That is when I like to start getting ready for fall and start decorating my apartment for fall, which I plan on doing later this weekend. And I'm going to talk more about that in a little bit in this episode. So I know you're probably thinking, well, Alana, it's still mid-August. It's still summer. Sure, but the thing is that people have to understand is that when it comes to like developing a wardrobe, and here's the thing, maybe you don't care about like fashion trends or decorating your apartment. I do believe that August is actually the perfect time to just get prepared for a new season. I always say prepare for a new season the month before that season actually starts to take place. That way you know how to properly transition into it. And that's why I wanted to make this episode was to kind of make a transition episode for summer to fall. And typically when you're about a little less than a month away from that season starting when the autumn equinox happens, it just helps you really feel more transitioned. So I wanted to make my whole episode about that because I unapologetically do not care if I start acting like it's fall now. It's my life. And so if you feel the same way where you're ready for fall and you want to start getting a head start, then you're going to really like this episode. So before I get into that, let's go over life updates really quick. Last week in school, I got to cut my friend's hair. So that was my first time cutting hair on a person and not on my mannequin so I was able to cut my friend Nicole's hair so she came in and she wanted to get two inches off and I was able to make that happen and I think it turned out really really good I even got to use this really cool product on her which was like part of our blonde revival shampoo and conditioner line because my school had given us like a little goodie bag of Aveda products and they gave me the blonde revival shampoo and conditioner I don't have blonde hair. I will never have blonde hair. So that obviously was going to be a very useless product for me. But my friend is blonde. And so what I decided to do, instead of using all the shampoos that we had at the school, I brought those in with me so I could use them on her and see how the product works in real life. And it really iced up her hair to a cooler, ashier blonde than what she had before. So... We were both really impressed by those products. So that felt really awesome to have done a good job on her haircut. Of course, like my instructor still helped me, but 
I was very proud of what I did. And so that really helped me build up more confidence about putting scissors to someone's head or hair, I should say. You don't want to be putting scissors to someone's head because, you know, that's just a disaster waiting to happen. But I think you guys understood what I meant. Another thing that's just been going on is that Portland is currently in a really bad heat wave right now. It's been going over 100 degrees the past couple of days. So I have chosen to stay inside, avoid going outdoors at all costs because I don't like weather that hot. For me, I really like mid 70s to low 80s. That's like the perfect temperature for me. Anything above mid 80s is a little too hot and extreme for me. And then I don't really enjoy being outside anymore. So yeah, that um, that hasn't been fun. And there's fire warnings going on. So I'm really hoping wildfires don't start because of it. And the only other update that I really had to share is I finally crossed something off my Portland bucket list that I've been wanting to do for quite some time now. And that was to finally go boating on one of the two rivers that Portland has. And that is either the Columbia River or the Willamette River. So I went boating on the Columbia River, which I think is the better river out of the two. And so the Columbia River is more north of Portland and it's also separating the Oregon border with the Washington state border. I think the water is just cleaner. It's better in my opinion. My friend's boyfriend lives on a floating home and he has a boat and so I was with my friend and her boyfriend on Sunday and I got to go on his boat and we went on a really fun boat ride and I got splashed quite a bit because the water was really choppy that day, but it did feel really good because it was really hot that day. It was in the high 90s, not quite 100, but high 90s and the river water wasn't like freezing. So when it did splash on me unexpectedly, I didn't mind it as much just because it felt really good because even on the boat, it was still really hot because normally if you're on a boat on water, it typically feels a lot colder, but that simply just wasn't the case here. And it was still hot. And honestly, the sun was beating down. And so it just reflected the sunlight reflected off the water and back onto us. So obviously that makes it a lot more warmer than what we want it to be. But I was really happy. I finally got to cross it off my bucket list because ever since I moved here, I've been wanting to do that for so, so, so long. And I hadn't gotten a chance to do it. Honestly, those were the only updates that I have. Nothing too exciting since last week. So let's dive into our topic. What I really like about fall is that I feel like it's a really good time to embrace change and to really reflect on the past year and to even set new intentions for yourself. And as I stated in the beginning of this episode, the purpose that I wanted to share with this episode is to like embrace the season and get started with transitioning from summer to fall because again I do believe that this is a really good time to start doing that and I just feel like what better way to transition with a really positive mindset once we start approaching a new season and I will say summer is actually my favorite season people assume that fall is my favorite season because it's spooky season and there's Halloween and I really like witchy shit and while all of that is absolutely true and fall is very comforting, I truly do love warm weather. I love the beach. I love just being on the water. And once fall approaches, it is a little bit harder to enjoy that. 
I think that also has to come with me being a water sign, how much I love being on the water. Therefore, you know, it makes sense as to why I am a water sign, which I am a Scorpio, for those of you who do not know by now. But oh, I guess that you can say that's another reason why I do like fall is because Scorpio season does fall around in autumn. Summer is actually my favorite season. Fall comes in second place. I would say if fall had warmer weather with this still with the cozy aspect behind it, then I think I probably would like fall over summer better, but it fell short of that. One of the first ways to start transitioning from summer to autumn is to start with your clothes. I feel like this is one of my favorite things is transitioning into my capsule wardrobe and start thinking about what do I wanna rock this coming autumn because as the weather is going to cool down i have to revamp my wardrobe with all the cozy and stylish fall fashion items that i have and i wanted to talk about capsule wardrobing really quick i think i have talked about this on one of my episodes before but i didn't do like a whole episode on it this is just a tiny little segment for anyone who doesn't know what a capsule wardrobe is it's basically where you take a bunch of pieces and I say you do like about four to five pieces from each category. So we're talking about tops, bottoms, dresses, or not dresses if you don't wear dresses, outerwear, footwear, accessories. And basically you would mix and match those categories, but the catch is you only have like four to five pieces out of those categories and you would mix and match them and you would only use those pieces throughout the whole entire season. That doesn't always work for everyone, but I think it's a great way for people to be more sustainable with their outfits. Or let's say you're one of those people who has clothes but you have no idea what to wear. Capsule wardrobing helps you come up with a bunch of new outfits that you never thought you could make outfits for. And so it's a great way to really discover like your own personal style and your taste and what you can mix and match with that you would never thought like, oh, I would never think to wear this top with, this, with these bottoms and these shoes. This actually looks so cool. Why did I not think of that before? I have a couple of categories that I wanted to share. So I have six categories on like how you can capsule wardrobe things for these categories. So starting with tops and just keep in mind, this is gender neutral. So what I'm gonna say can apply to any gender and your fashion taste. So the first thing is I think a must have is a chunky sweater that isn't a neutral color, so it can be black, it can be beige, it can be white, it can be brown. For me, I don't wear browns. I don't even really do beiges because, again, I am more cool toned, so black is going to be good. I probably could do, like, a cool beige or a really nice white. Like, white is always fine by me, but my neutral go-to is black, so... Any kind of chunky knit sweater with a neutral color, that's always like a must have. The second thing are plaid button up shirts. I have so many plaid button up shirts. I have them in different colors. So for me, that's gonna be hard to choose just one unless if I wanna include all of them and then that gives me more outfits to choose from. But another thing that I like with plaid button ups is that I also would wear like a t-shirt underneath them. Sometimes I don't button them up all the way. It really just depends on your personal preference. Obviously having like a long sleeve striped tee, I think that's always a classic thing to have in the fall. I mean, if you don't have a striped long sleeve t-shirt or sweater, 
what are you doing with your life? Go out and buy one. You can even get one for cheap or you can thrift one for cheap. But I think they're really great and they look good on everyone. The fourth thing is a lightweight turtleneck or mock neck. I am more of a mock neck girly as I feel like turtlenecks can be a little restrictive for me. But people absolutely love turtlenecks. I feel like turtlenecks have made such a huge comeback over the past couple of years. So either a turtleneck or a mock neck, I really recommend. It doesn't really matter what color. I know people usually associate autumn with like earthy colors and more warm tone colors. For me, I again do cool tone colors, but I still try to make it feel like it fits in with the fall theme. Like I will definitely go for like a burgundy color because that definitely is really earthy in my opinion and you can still have earthy cold tone colors so that's kind of my approach but any lightweight turtleneck or mock neck will work and then the last thing is a denim jacket it can be of any color really I don't think any kind of wash matters I have quite a few denim jackets but I definitely see myself rocking my black denim jacket a ton this fall just because Again, black is part of my color palette and there are just so many awesome outfits that I know I can create with that, but it's up to you. As far as bottoms go, there are four things that I wanted to share. So the first one are dark wash denim. Basically that dark wash jean is always gonna be really great. The second thing would be a pair of either khaki pants or you could also go in with linen pants, in my opinion, like thick, more like the thick linen pants that aren't made out of that like really soft thin material i'm talking more of like i guess i'm thinking of like a trouser pant okay you know what scratch that i'm thinking of a trouser pant so it can be beige it can be black it can even be white or navy blue i think those are really great for the fall and you can dress them up you can dress them down for anyone that likes wearing skirts i think the a-line skirts are really great for the fall having those earthy tones is really awesome. And then of course, leggings for those layers. That would be the fourth thing in, in terms of bottoms because I think it's really good for layering. I am really excited to whip out my leather leggings that I bought from the Nordstrom anniversary sale last month. So those are gonna be fantastic for the fall. In terms of dresses, so sorry for the folks who don't wear dresses, but if you do wear dresses, I do think Midi length dresses are really great. Fall prints look really great, or you can just go earthy tones. It's up to you and your style. And also a classic sweater dress that's long sleeve. Those are always stylish in my opinion. I feel like those never really go out of trend. In terms of outerwear, a trench coat is a must. Having an oversized cardigan is really great. And I think like that we're talking more about like the thick oversized cardigans, not like the waterfall cardigans. I feel like that's really outdated. And then the last thing is a faux leather jacket. I'm really biased here. I had to mention that. I mean, I wear my faux leather jacket fall, winter and spring when it's still not warm outside. I just think leather jackets are good for most seasons, but they really do shine well during the fall too. And then in terms of footwear, these are basically gonna cater more towards women than men. But if you are an ankle boot lover, I do think a neutral color ankle boot or a brown ankle boot or a um, gray ankle boot would do really well. And then classic sneakers, I just feel like 
those don't ever go out of style. I really like my Converse's. And then tall leather boots that are knee length. I believe knee length is kind of what's still in right now. Over the knee boots still seem to kind of be a little bit outdated, but I do think they could make a comeback. In terms of accessories, we're talking scarves with different textures and colors, a beanie or even a wide brim hat, a nice statement belt, a crossbody bag, and neutral colored gloves so your fingers don't get cold. So that's kind of like my ideal capsule wardrobe for the fall. I know some of those things were more a little bit more feminine, but I think for the most part, it can be gender neutral across the board. It just really depends on your style and what you want to wear. But I do think most of those things that I mentioned are things that most people would have. So that's what I love about it. Mix and match, create a variety of outfits, and you'll be surprised with how versatile your wardrobe really is. And you're gonna feel comfortable and stylish throughout the whole season. And you won't even know it. And I feel like that's the best kind of accident when you're stylish and on trend by accident. So the next thing I wanted to get into is decorating for fall so in my household i like to decorate for fall mid-august i plan on going to home goods and target this weekend i have a lot of fall stuff already i just want to get a couple more things specifically for halloween because i don't really have a lot of halloween decor now i'm not going to go too crazy i have a good idea on like what i want to get because most of it's going to be candles some lights and just a couple like centerpieces and things to put on my like kitchen counter or my altar. That's basically what I'm getting because I already have so many things that I bought over the years. And let me tell you, buying seasonal decor for your home gets really expensive. Now, of course, you can always make a DIY project out of it. But I am so lazy that I did not do any DIY projects. I probably should. I could take a look and see if that's an option for me and see what I would want to do that would be better as a DIY project and also more cost efficient too. But I, again, this is just me to start decorating for fall mid-August because when you think about it, the reason I say mid-August is because once you start decorating in September, you're probably only gonna want your fall items up for September and October and that's only two months because once November rolls around, you're probably gonna start decorating your place for the holidays anyway. So, that's why I want to start now so my decorations get to stay up a little bit longer and I feel like it doesn't really get enough time for the ambiance and that whole environment to give me that cozy autumn oasis that I absolutely love. That's why I say that of course if you want to wait until September go for it but if you want your seasonal decor to be longer in your home start sometime this weekend and you'll enjoy it. For even longer and then the last good way to start transitioning into fall is to start experimenting with seasonal foods and start grocery shopping now i am so excited for trader joe's to restock their fall stuff because i love their seasonal items especially all the pumpkin stuff i feel like trader joe's really goes all out with their seasonal items so i'm a huge fan of like the pumpkin pancake mix it is so so yummy I also love the pumpkin bread and muffin mix. I make those every single year and it makes a really decent amount of muffins. I might start making pumpkin bread. I just don't have a bread pan, so I need to get a bread pan. Oh, it's so good. I love the pumpkin biscotti cookies. I believe they have a pumpkin cookie butter 
And they also have a lot of good pumpkin flavored beers and ciders as well. So that's just another thing to keep in mind. Of course, you don't have to go to Trader Joe's, but I'm just saying Trader Joe's has like specific seasonal items for fall that they only sell during autumn. And then once the season's over, they're gone. You have to wait for the next year. So I always look forward to that every year. I don't know if they're out yet. I would imagine that they are. So definitely do your research. Look it up to see if they're stocked yet. So that way you know when they're released and you can start buying stuff because they definitely go pretty quickly. Of course, I also really like seasonal meals such as like buying butternut squash, making butternut squash soup, which is really yummy. I enjoy making that during the fall. Those are sort of some fun seasonal things that you can start stocking up your kitchen with so you can enjoy a really fun way to nourish your body and mind for this coming season. So the next half of this episode, I wanted to talk more about like the importance of self-care rituals. Now, I do believe self-care, it's, it's important all year round. But I think fall is no exception. So to just explain a couple of great self-care practices that I've done within the autumn, this goes down to my daily routines. And so we'll start there. My morning and night routine doesn't change too much by season, but there are certain things that I do switch up. So like with my morning routine, one thing that I add more into my fall season is that when I make oatmeal, I will use pumpkin spice. What is it? Like a pumpkin spice um, seasoning on my oatmeal. And that gives me some, that brings me some comfort when I have oatmeal for breakfast. I also will change up my altar seasonally. So whenever I'm doing my spiritual routine, I have that set up for the fall and I'll do like different seasonal rituals depending on like what I want to do whether it's a spell or if it's a journal entry in terms of like what I want to reflect for the next couple of months that's something that I change slightly within my morning routine within my night routine it's the same thing mostly having to do with my spiritual part at night and it comes down to journaling what I choose to light in terms of incense or um, what kind of spells I want to do at night or what kind of full moon or any kind of moon we'll have. I know the new moon is tomorrow, so I have a whole new moon routine that I'll do. Those are just some things you can do. Obviously, everyone's routines change up all the time. Some people don't change them at all, but if you want to add in like different elements into your seasonal morning and night routines, I think that's a great way to start really being in tune with self-care to the seasons. I think skincare has been really common with seasonal changes. I see so many like YouTube videos and TikTok videos of people who have seasonal skincare routines. Now I will say this is something I don't do, but I wanted to include it because I know how popular it is and how so many people really like it. So if I had to create like a fall skincare routine, whether if it's morning or night, Obviously, as the weather gets cooler, you're going to want something that's going to really hydrate and moisturize your face. You're probably not going to want any products that are going to be really drying. I think another great thing that you're probably going to want is a good chapstick or lip balm because that also counts as skincare. Laying off the toner is a good idea because I think that gets really drying in my opinion. And 
even exfoliation scrubs, I think maybe doing that once a week can be really great. It really just depends on you and what you want. But I think what I normally see in the fall is that there's a lot more moisture and hydration that comes into fall skincare routines. That is something you can incorporate. Nature walks are also really great because once the leaves start to fall or change colors, I don't know about you, but that just makes me wanna go outside and just really soak up all of that foliage. I love taking walks during the fall and just admiring all the beauty that the season has to offer and the weather is like a perfect balance of cool but not too cool to where you feel like you're freezing that is something that i really recommend to take care of yourself during this fall is to go on nature walks embrace nature more whether it's a hike or just a walk around your block that has a lot of foliage and just getting outside I promise that is just absolutely really comforting and then the last thing would be to welcome the season and celebrate the autumn equinox now this is probably going to be more popular against paganism wiccan religions or anyone who likes to practice witchcraft or they have more of a new age spiritual mindset that's probably going to be more for you but Again, wanted to include it because I do see a lot of like self-care that comes with celebrating the autumn equinox and performing all those rituals and really being in tune with your spiritual side. I think that's really important. Now, if those aren't against your religious beliefs, then obviously you can do something within your own religion to welcome the holiday. It doesn't have to be autumn equinox. You can just say, hey, it's the first day of fall. Maybe I want to say a prayer for this or whatever. Whatever works for you, right? I don't want to push like my spiritual beliefs on anyone. I mean, I'm Jewish, but even as a Jew, this is or these are some things that I still incorporate into my spiritual and religious regimen. If that stuff is not for you or it goes against your beliefs, then you know, find an alternative that works for you and your religion that is still a great way to welcome the season. I love talking about awesome things to do during the fall. And I just want to get you guys prepared so you can start researching and seeing what your own city has to offer in terms of like fun fall festive activities because I feel like these activities are so much better when they're more customizable to your own city and what they offer as opposed to offering just like cookie cutter suggestions that are so basic such as like apple picking or hiking. I feel like obviously fucking duh or going to a pumpkin patch like again fucking duh but some of these things i'm going to include are going to be portland specific but just keep in mind these are things that you can still apply to your hometown you just have to do research so i will get the one cookie cutter thing out of the way and talk about pumpkin and apple picking really quick. So in Portland, there is a really great part of town called Savi Island, and it technically isn't in Portland. It's a little bit outside. It's about like, I'm gonna say 15 minutes outside of Portland, give or take on traffic. And it's basically all rural. It's really small, and they have so many pumpkin patches, 
fruit patches I've gone strawberry picking in Savi Island before like it's it's all farmland basically in Savi Island that's what it is it's basically like the farm country right outside of Portland it's so cute and quaint there's even some floating homes around it it's really beautiful there's a lot of cool things to do on Savi Island there's just a lot of great pumpkin patches there I highly recommend Bella Organic as one I had the best time when I went with my friends and I can't remember where I went apple picking once but Halloween 20 2021 I went apple picking with my friend and I was literally dressed up as Shigo from Kim Possible at this apple orchard and I looked so silly because no one else was dressed up which I was really surprised by I had the best time I really wish I remembered so obviously yeah that's pretty cookie cutter but if we're gonna get Portland specific Savi Island is the perfect place to do that now another great thing that I highly recommend is go to your local cider house like go to a cider house or a cidery that is really popular or well known in your city and get a flight of their seasonal drinks I definitely recommend doing ciders and seeing what kind of seasonal ciders change for the fall and if they have any like seasonal beer or even wine then you could do flights of that as well but Portland Cider House comes to mind for this I love Portland Cider House. They have their main campus in Clackamas, but then they also have like a smaller tasting room in the Hawthorne District, which is the one that I usually go to. And their pumpkin cider is really good. And that's coming from somebody who isn't really a cider gal, but I was able to really tolerate the ciders when I went there. Now I will say I usually just get flights if I try cider because I don't think I could handle like a whole glass of cider, but really enjoying like seasonal drinks whether it's alcoholic or not, that's just such an amazing thing to do. These next two things are really close by to one another and they are Portland specific, but I feel like you could also probably tailor them to your own cities as well. So Portland has a really big park called Washington Park and there's a lot of different parks and gardens and areas or zoos in there. There's a lot of different things within the park. It's basically Portland's equivalent to Golden Gate Park, maybe a little bit smaller, but it has that huge park feel to it with a lot of things going on in it. One thing that I love doing during the fall is walking around the Hoyt Arboretum, which is basically just like literally just an arboretum where there's all the trees and the plants around and hiking trails start from there. And the fall foliage there is absolutely gorgeous. It's like one of the best places to walk around and really enjoy all of the fall colors. And then another place inside Washington Park is the Japanese Tea Garden. For the fall, the colors are absolutely beautiful. I've only gone during the winter and summer, so I really want to go in the fall. I've just heard so many great things about going to the Japanese Tea Garden in the fall that I've had such FOMO and I'm not going to let myself have FOMO this year. I'm going to go in the fall and enjoy the colors and see how it compares to winter and spring so I can determine what is the best season to go. I actually feel like spring's probably the best time to go to the Japanese tea garden because things are in bloom. I heard fall is just as beautiful as spring. So if your city has like some sort of huge park where there's like an arboretum involved or if you have your own kind of Japanese tea garden or a Chinese tea garden, in your city definitely go to those because i can guarantee you that it's gonna look absolutely stunning during the fall the fourth thing 
is to do a haunted pub crawl. I don't know if every city offers this or not, but what I can tell you is that there's a lot of haunted history that Portland has, especially in Old Town Chinatown, where there's the stories of the Shanghai tunnels and how there was the story of a sex worker who was named Nina and she was trying to get out of the industry and maybe her pimp found out that she was trying to leave but I don't know if allegedly if it was her pimp or not but she got pushed down an elevator shop and she was killed and so her ghost haunts a pizza place that used to be attached to the Merchant Hotel because that's where she had died. There's a lot of creepy things in that area. And so I did a haunted pub crawl back in 2021, which is where I met two of my friends actually. And Kel's Irish Pub offers this haunted pub crawl in their separate room. And I think it's about $40 to do it, but you get to try a couple of beers and then you get to do a walking tour around the area and learn about the different haunted sites and the history surrounding it and it's really freaking cool and it's just like the perfect thing to do for spooky season so if your city has some sort of rich haunted history and there is a haunted pub crawl involved i highly recommend you do that for the spooky season aspect of fall and so this second to last thing unfortunately is going to be more portland specific because i don't think i know of any other city that has a bar like this but if you are in the Portland metro area this fall, now keep in mind, get reservations because they book out in advance like crazy, but it is to grab food and drinks at Raven's Manor. So Raven's Manor is a bar in Old Town Chinatown and it is a haunted house theme bar. It's not haunted. It just looks like a haunted house inside. That's how they decorate it. And they have a really sick drink menu and the food is also really good. I really like their ghost beignets for dessert because they're beignets that are shaped like ghosts. It's so adorable. And their food menu changes seasonally just like their drinks. And so during spooky seasons, I'd say September and October is when they are really, really busy. So if you ever want to go during the fall, make sure you book your reservation two weeks out in advance. I think that's the most far ahead you can do because they fill up so quickly and if you don't have a reservation you're going to be waiting on that wait list forever get yourself a reservation so if your hometown or city has like any kind of haunted house theme bar i've actually done research on this and i could not find another bar like this in the country that has a haunted house theme bar to it but raven's manor is the shit so if you are in Portland or the Portland metro area, definitely pay Raven's Manor a visit. It's absolutely worth the experience and a really fun thing to do during spooky season. And the last thing, this is more Oregon specific, but again, maybe you might be able to find an equivalent in your city or hometown, depending if a specific movie was filmed there that involves Halloween or whatever. But in St. Helens, Oregon, which is about... I want to say 40 minutes outside of Portland. If you remember the Disney movie Halloween Town, guess what? That movie was filmed in St. Helens. And so Halloween Town actually is like a real area or place in Oregon. And so last Halloween weekend, I went with my friends and we dressed up as Rocket Power characters. And it was so cool to see all of the sites that 
were from the movie. Like, Benny was there with his cab. The giant pumpkin was there. You have City Hall was there. And all of these other elements from the movie that are surrounding the area. I want to, I believe it's from the end of September through the end of October is when the Halloween Town comes to life. Now, you could go any time of the year. Obviously, there just won't be events going on. But I believe you can still take a picture with the pumpkin or Benny's cab. It's still there. It just, everything just comes to life during the fall time. And it's so much fun. I mean, shit, if you live in Salem, Massachusetts, I'm sure you're going you're gonna to want to do a whole Hocus Pocus tour and do a bunch of like fun witch hunting activities and learning about the history there. So if you have some sort of like equivalent, doesn't necessarily need to be like from a movie, but if you like live in a popular city that embraces like Halloween's or was really popular for witch trials and they have a whole history and like a festival regarding that, that can be a really great alternative to do for the fall. One of these days I would absolutely love to go to Salem, Massachusetts and do all of that. Won't be this year, maybe next year, but it's on my bucket list. Those are all the fun activities that you can start planning now and start thinking about. Especially if you need to get a reservation to somewhere that books out so far in advance. I really hope this inspired you and made you more excited to brace all of what fall has to offer. And that you're getting excited to start transitioning from summer to fall. Because I do believe this is the perfect time for change, growth, and even beauty. So with that, I'm going to end my episode here. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to give us a great rating or review on Apple Podcasts, whatever podcast listening platform you listen to. And if you ever want to email the podcast, you can do so at shamelesslyunapologeticpodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at shamelesslyunapologetic. And with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye!